Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that Positively Plant-Based officially launches today. This is a course that I created to help you transition to plant-based on your own time. And early bird pricing will be available for the next 48 hours. You can click the link in the show notes to sign up. And I just wanna say thank you for the opportunity to work together. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the show. If you are new to plant-based eating, if you're transitioning, if you're thinking about going plant-based eating or your meals are just all over the place and you just feel like there's a lot of chaos going on, you're definitely gonna wanna listen to this show because Katie and I, we are gonna talk about five ways that you can start incorporating meal planning into your weekly routine. And one thing that I found very beneficial and I know Katie has as well is how helpful meal planning can be, how it can really set your week up for success. So let's just dive right in before we even get to meal planning itself. Katie, what's the one thing that we need to do before we even start thinking about meal planning? What if we don't even like being in our kitchen? What do we have to do? (laughs) I think one of the most helpful things that we can do is set up your kitchen. So it's a place that you actually enjoy being scrub those counters, pull those canisters off, pull your blender off, your coffee maker off, get behind those nooks and crannies, open up those junk drawers, donate the stuff that you don't use, get that kitchen organized and clean, go through your fridge, throw out those condiments from three years ago, you know, (laughs) that are just taking up room. And, you know, like you said, it causes chaos in our brains when we open up the fridge and it's just jam packed with stuff and we don't even know what's in the back. Right. So I think a clean fridge, a clean pantry, clean counters, and having all of your tools nice and organized, that's really going to get you set up and really going to get you in the mood to start planning those meals, get your brain ready to cook. Yes. 100%. I totally agree. Before we even start talking about how you can meal plan or how you can meal prep, the number one thing is you have to at least want to be in your kitchen. You have to be able to cook. You actually have to have like at least some sort of counter space to be able to prep some of your food. So exactly what Katie was saying, it's really important to kind of set your environment up for success, clean out your refrigerator, clean out your pantry, donate, you know, that third crock pot that you were given by your aunt or whatever it is, you know, just try and make sure that your environment is a space that you actually want to be in so that when you come home with bags full of groceries, you're able to put them somewhere. And eventually Katie and I are going to talk about this in another episode. We're going to talk about how you can meal prep and also kind of create that environment for yourself that you feel like you actually want to spend time in your kitchen. So that's number one, first and foremost, try and set up your environment for success, you know, try and create an organized kitchen, you know, so that when you do open up a pantry or open up a cupboard, things aren't falling out. Things are really easy to find. And like Katie said, you don't have condiments from three years ago, just lurking in the back of your fridge either. Number two is why are you meal planning? It's really helpful to get clear on the why behind why we do anything. And so ask yourself, take that time to ask yourself, why are you meal planning? So Katie, what are some examples of why you or I, or someone might want to start meal planning? I didn't even know I wanted to start until I started working with you. (laughs) I had no idea how much it was going to change how my weekly routine went. And there are so many advantages to meal planning. And it sounds a little bit daunting to begin with, but you are going to save so much 
time. That is number one. I save so much time during the week taking out all of the guesswork and the stress that comes with what are we going to eat for dinner? <laughs> what am I going to eat for breakfast? What am I going to pack for my lunch? Setting aside a few hours on Sunday or Thursday or whenever it works for you. And if I just set a little time aside to look up some recipes and make a list of what I need for the week, then my week is free to think about other things that I would much rather be doing. So saving time is definitely number one. I always try to make sure that that's my number one priority to take care of when I'm looking at my week. And that just helps get my week centered and ready to go. So I feel prepared and ready to make good food choices. Yes, because you listening, how many times do you come home from work or come downstairs from work and you open up the fridge, you're looking through the pantry and you're asking yourself, or you're asking your partner, what are we going to have for dinner? You know, how much time do we actually spend thinking about what to have because we don't have a plan. And then we have to kind of come up with a plan on the spot and it can take a lot of time and energy, like Katie was saying. So absolutely can save loads amount of time. If you put a little bit of extra time up front in the beginning with planning out your meals. And in addition to that, yes, it can save time and it can also save money because you kind of have a plan going into your week. And we'll talk about this at the end. It's obviously very important to allow for flexibility when you plan your meals, but it's really helpful when you actually plan your meals for the week, you're not maybe impulse buying random ingredients, or you're not maybe going out to eat because that's just a default or ordering delivery, whatever it is. So that can also be really helpful as you're actually taking time to plan out your meals, buy groceries, which we're going to talk more about. And in the end, that ends up saving you money in the long run. If you think about a trip to the grocery store, and I can't even imagine it anymore, where I don't have a plan and you're like, okay, Monday, I want tacos. Tuesday, I want spaghetti. Wednesday, I want veggie burgers. If you take the time to plan, a lot of those ingredients may overlap and you don't have to end up buying ingredients that you don't need. You know, taco, spaghetti, you can use that the same kind of veggie crumbles for both. Before I started meal planning, my grocery bill was through the roof. And that doesn't even count like all the takeout where I didn't even feel like eating the stuff that I had bought at the grocery store. You know, I'm just cooking for one. And so I can get breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks for a week for like 50 bucks. A lot of people think, you know, going plant-based, it's like obscure ingredients and all this really expensive produce. But if you meal plan, you can plan it out where, you know, you can end up saving a lot of money than you were when you were eating mostly meat. So definitely give it a chance. It's crazy how different my life is and how much bigger my pocketbook is. <laughs> <laughs> and we're only on number two. We still have three to go. So I think we're, I know, it's amazing. <laughs> we're doing a good job. And like Katie said, and I remember this as well, when I first started meal planning, I, th I thought back to when I wasn't meal planning and the amount of times I would go to the grocery store without a plan, I would end up 
overspending, overbuying. I'd come up with all this food and a lot of it would end up going to waste. So that's obviously just throwing out money. And also too, I, I just, I was not just wasting food. I was wasting money and I was spending so much time in the grocery store because I didn't have a plan. So again, all those things we kind of talked about, this is a, a big reason to identify, you know, why it is that you're wanting to meal plan and what value it can add to your life. Number three, when it comes to meal planning is figuring out where you want to get your recipes. And this is obviously a big part of it too, is we talk about being efficient with our time and with our planning. Also part of being efficient is when we're searching for recipes, making sure that we're not spending a whole lot of time or extra time mindlessly scrolling and not finding any recipes. I've found this with clients, with myself, you know, we're on Pinterest or we're on Instagram. We're searching for recipes. We go in with the intention of searching for recipes And then we end up going down multiple rabbit holes and we're watching like cat videos or something. So it's really helpful to be aware of our time when we are searching for recipes and also to just figuring out what your favorite platforms are to find recipes. I know personally, I enjoy cookbooks. I know Katie, there's other platforms that you enjoy. Yeah, I find Pinterest to be one of the easiest platforms search-wise. So let's say I have leftover zucchini from last week. You know, you can search plant-based recipes with zucchini like that's really how you're going to prevent that food waste and how you're going to get the most bang for your buck is to try to use recipes for things that you already have but also start with recipes for stuff that you actually enjoy you know you love tacos you're gonna find a million plant-based tacos cookbooks instagram pinterest there's lots of resources out there so like ashley was saying give yourself you know maybe an hour to search and that should be plenty yes yep agree <laughs> so try to keep yourself from going down the rabbit hole because the point is to actually save time not <laughs> be a time suck yes well and that's a good point too especially when you're new to plant-based and you're like well I don't even know where to start or where to search that's really helpful too is like identifying some places that you like to find recipes. And like Katie mentioned, you know, you can search plant-based zucchini recipe, or you can buy a plant-based cookbook. Or I know a, a client of mine, she went to the library and just checked out a few plant-based cookbooks if you don't actually want to purchase one. So there's a lot of different things that you can do to make sure that you're being efficient and, and trying some fun recipes and sort of branching out as well. YouTube, there's lots of vegan uh, YouTube chefs, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they can actually go through step-by-step the cooking process. So if you're not as confident in the kitchen, maybe that's the best place to start. So you can have some, you know, kind of how-to guidance. Yep. And the idea is to, when you're going to select recipes is finding a day of the week, like Katie had mentioned earlier, that's really helpful for you to actually take the time to sit down and sift through what recipes it is that you want to make for your upcoming week as much as possible, avoid doing it at the last minute, because then that makes it a real stressful experience and something that we don't actually want to do over and over again. So try to make it enjoyable. I like doing mine on Saturday or Friday mornings with a cup of coffee and just really taking my time and making it an enjoyable experience versus waiting to the last minute. And then the whole experience is so stressful and not something that I want to repeat. And the great thing is, you know, once you've been doing it for several weeks and then you get to several months, you have a nice little curated recipe list of things that you know you like, and maybe you found a couple that you didn't like, (laughs) and that's just going to make meal planning 
for the future so much easier because you already know that you've tried these recipes and that they're successful and that you like them. And so it's something that you're going to start to look forward to. Once you start to have this like library of recipes that are whole food, plant-based, nice and healthy and satiating, they're going to be recipes that you start to look forward to. So it's really exciting once it starts to become part of your normal routine. Yes, absolutely. And as Katie was saying, the more that you do it, the more experience, the better you're going to get, the more progress you're going to make when it comes to just being a meal planner. And part of what that looks like as well is avoiding recipes that take a lot of time, take a lot of energy or have those obscure ingredients. So trying to keep things simple as possible. And a lot of that is just trial and error. So as you're becoming more efficient with meal planning and more of a meal planning pro, just give yourself that grace as you go. Cause like Katie said, you know, you're going to find recipes that you really love that you want to save and keep and make again. And you're going to find that there's some recipes that you don't really love and don't want to make again. So that's also part of the process. So just also kind of be patient as you're kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and doing a bit more planning as well. Number four is create a grocery list. Katie, the amount of times that I didn't go to the grocery, I know that you didn't go to the grocery with a list and clients that I've worked with. It's like, why do we do this to ourselves? Cause then we're like, we talk about time efficiency. We're wandering around the grocery store, having no clue what it is that we're making. We have no plan. So one thing that we both recommend so, so highly is creating a detailed grocery list so that going to the grocery store is easy. It's efficient. You know, exactly what you need, you know, exactly how much of what you need. It can be really, really helpful. I didn't even like going to the grocery store. So it was such a chaotic and stressful experience anyway that just gave me more of a reason to go to the takeout route and go to the fast food route because going to the grocery store was so annoying. It was just, I was just so irritable, just pulling into the parking lot. I can still remember because why wouldn't it be? I would literally, like Ashley was saying, wander around and just throw stuff into the basket and then get to the front of the line and $200. It's like, I didn't even buy that much. What's (laughs) happening? So having that list makes it efficient. It makes it easier. You know what you're going to get. It really cuts down on when you go into the produce and then you wandering around. Now you're on this side of the store. Oh, I forgot this. If you have a list, it just makes you cut out all that time wasting. And I'm all about that. I want to be efficient and get in, get out and get on to my real life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And with that, as you're creating your grocery list, so you have this list of recipes in front of you that you want to make for the week as you're creating your grocery list. Also part of this process is taking inventory of what you already have. And part of this, what we've already kind of talked about is this way you're saving money and you're saving on food waste because you're not buying ingredients that you don't need. You're not doubling up on ingredients. You're buying really just what you need. So it's really helpful as you're meal planning and as you're creating your grocery list that you're kind of double checking what's in your fridge, what's in your freezer, what's in your pantry so that you really just get what you need and you don't necessarily buy double or triple goodness. I've done that before of what you need. I've told Ashley this story before when I was doing a pantry clean out, I found five bottles of cinnamon. (laughs) I mean, who needs that? But we've all been there. We're at the store. We didn't make a list and we didn't check our inventory. I know I need this spice. I'm not sure if I have it. So I guess I'll just buy the $9 bottle of spices. And then you get home and you're like, oh, I already had it. 
and really goes with what we first talked about is to get your kitchen organized and really understand what you have especially in your pantry in terms of kind of spices and dry goods because that's really where you can save a lot of money and a lot of headache for just knowing before you go to the store and you have your list you know what you have on hand absolutely so again, a part of that process is like we said, creating that grocery list and going to the store or ordering your groceries with an actual list. So our last one, number five would be to also, even when you're meal planning is also allow yourself some flexibility. So just because you meal plan for the week, doesn't mean that you have to strictly adhere to what you planned. It's always helpful to, to allow yourself. Okay. Like let's say Thursday night, you know, your friends want to go out for dinner. It doesn't have to be, you you can allow yourself to do that. You can allow yourself to kind of do off the cuff things, even if you do meal plan as well. There have been times where Indy and I were like, oh yeah, we, you know, we'd rather go out tonight than have our meal prep. We'll have our, whatever we planned tomorrow night for dinner instead. So also is like allowing yourself some flexibility and just uh, figuring out how meal planning is going to best fit into your lifestyle as well. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And like Ashley was saying, sometimes you might not be in the mood for what you had that night, right? So sometimes I'll make sure to make a point to have some things that are really easy to make, or I love peanut butter and jelly. Sometimes it's just peanut butter and jelly night, right? Or cereal night, you know, all of that is okay. Give yourself some grace. The point of all of this is not to be restrictive. The point is to save you time and to make life easier. Yes. Yep. We're all about that easy plant-based lifestyle. Absolutely. That's not restrictive at all. Any way that we can make it fun, enjoyable, and absolutely delicious. And that's a good uh, segue because Katie and I will be talking in a later episode about meal prepping. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what we just talked about at giving yourself that flexibility when it comes to your meal prep. So stay tuned for that because that's going to be a really, really fun episode as well. All right, Katie. Well, thank you for being here. I can't wait to talk to you soon. All right. I'm excited. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.